back to the Neil Haley Show here on the Total Celebrity Segment. I'm excited to welcome to the program Andy Ciara. He's the showrunner for a new show on NBC called The Resort. Andy, thanks for stopping by, man. How are you? Uh, great, great. Thank you for having me. So tell me this showrunner thing, and then we'll get right into The Resort, because I saw the trailer, and it just looks action-packed. Any, It could happen to anyone, but let's talk a little bit about uh, what a showrunner does. Yeah, I uh, I mean, I... I created the show and uh, I, I wrote the first episode and kind of like the whole like season outline and then I went over to um, Sam Esmail who is a he produced that uh, he created that show Mr. Robot and Homecoming and um, teamed up with him and then we took it out to his home studio at UCP and, and sold it to Peacock and then from that point on I kind of just assembled a writer's room wrote the season uh, and uh, hired you know everyone from directors to costume designers to production designers uh, all that uh, and then we gathered our crew and filmed out in Puerto Rico um, for about four and a half months earlier this year and then I was after that I was uh, kind of the showrunner to stays through post-production and all the editing process and uh, I finally uh, I've now just moved back into my own home office because we are officially done oh, with the show cool. as of a week ago so okay so tell me specifically where in Puerto Rico you guys filmed uh, we were filming kind of all over the island and uh, and like kind of like our home base was in San Juan and we we took over this uh, 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 Ritz and it became our our kind of home base for about a month where we turned this uh, we made it into a 2007 uh, hotel and this is our production designer kind of remade the whole entire thing basically from the bones of the Ritz and then we also uh, flipped it over into a an, an abandoned uh 2022 hotel that's kind of being overtaken by the jungle and kind of being reclaimed by the jungle and that was just like one of our resorts and uh, as i've said uh in other interviews it's a uh it's a show called the resort that by the end of the fourth episode we actually destroy the resort and it it, it becomes a jungle adventure uh and into into, into the wild basically all right so let's talk about just the premise without giving anything away again it premieres tonight on nbc and then also Peacock, you can catch up on episodes in the Peacock Network. I've been watching that since I've been traveling and I'm, I'm into it. I said, I got to get the Peacock Network now because it just gives you everything. You don't need any other type of streaming place. Bottom line, you know, OTT networks are just where everything's going. But tell me specifically about the resort, just the premise of the show. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, uh, it's about a married couple uh, played, uh, who go down to a resort for, to celebrate their 10-year anniversary. And this marriage is kind of like at this lull. And then the first day that they're there, Emma, who is played by uh, Kristen Milioti, um, she finds this old cell phone in the jungle, an old razor, and uh, which belonged to a kid who went missing 15 years ago. And then this, this mystery kind of uh, provides a keyhole into a much larger, bizarre, uh, surreal mystery that she and her husband, uh, Noah, who's played by Will, Will Jackson Harper, um, solve. As, and as a result, like, you know, the question is, will this save their marriage or uh, or are they doomed? Um, and it, but it, this, it, and it takes them on this wild adventure that uh, kind of transcends time. And uh, and then, like I've like I said, it it it, it kind of goes more in Indiana Jones realm at the for the second half of the series. OK, so and then we have to find that out for sure each and every week. And then and then or binge watches. We all do, Andy, now as binge watch. So when you create series. You think about that in mind compared to the days of, you know, where it's weekly and people really could only catch up, maybe decide to go to the website. And now people just binge an entire show in two days. Do you think of that in the way? Yeah, you know, I, 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 absolutely. And I think that, uh, like, I, I'm, I'm so happy with the way that Peacock wanted to release this because 
Yes, it's going to be on NBC tonight. But if anyone who is intrigued by this first episode, they can go over to Peacock where we've already, we already have the first, we'll have had the first six episodes and starting tomorrow, I'll have the first seven episodes up. So you can binge it if you want, but people who have been watching it um, along the way, they're doing the weekly drop. And, you know, this is another big influence in the show is, is Lost too. And I, and I was uh, an obsessed college kid analyzing each each episode of Lost every week. Because I think that that conversation between the weeks, so you can't just binge it all at once, that helps too. I think that, that's an exciting part of the viewing process, I think, for TV. So I think this this show hopefully can kind of like satisfy both. If people would rather binge it um, by- well, Andy, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna binge it. I'm already, it's already ready to binge. I mean, because I just, just from the trailer alone, I say I'm binging this because again, you talk about- the resort, Puerto Rico, talking about the, the jungles, all the things that are in the show, and then also just the mystery. You like yeah. that kind of thing. And so you kind of, when you're looking at the show and putting this all together, you looked at Lost. So is that cool as a creator like you are to kind of say, man, I can now look at some of my favorite types of genres of stuff I've grown up watching and then put it and create it into my own thing? Is that cool or what? Oh, yeah, it's 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 like a, a big giant sandbox for playing in so uh it's it's kind of it's kind of the best like and this is this ex, uh, show is exactly that it's a combination of like all the the movies and 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 books and stories that I've, i grew up with and kind of thrown into this this wild blender so we're in the we're in the jungle that you film in puerto rico in the jungle uh we're we're in a uh, monogas um which is this this park there and we are kind of just all over this entire this, this big mountain and then for the last like three weeks of the filming we actually went over the dominican republic where um there are some more jungles and some uh some without 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 giving away the ending just some other uh parts of the land that, that we are able to film in. Um, uh, and then there's also some big stages there and we have a, we have some big builds, uh, some big set builds that are for uh, the, our finale. So, um, and the Dominican Republic had a, had everything we needed there, so. So what are you hoping that the, the viewers get out of it? What do you hope they get, do you, do you want um, to be thrill, yeah. thrill or the thought process of what can happen to anybody? Because this can happen to anybody, truly, you, and maybe a little bit less of an extent, but you could end up going on vacation to be the vacation of hell. And so, yeah, it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's not, at, I would say it's not at all the show that you think you think it is when you, when you watch the, uh, after the trailer, but like after the first episode, it's, it's not just about a, like a couple at a resort. It really becomes this, you know, this couple trying to recapture what went wrong in their in their marriage and in their lives that got to them got them to this point in their life. And they're doing that by trying to solve this mystery of what happened to these two missing uh, young adults. And we also are going into that story in the past. The, the, the two kids are played by Skylar Gisondo and Nina Bloomgarden. And um, uh, Nina's dad is uh, or Violet's dad is played by Nick Offerman. And it's uh, that's a huge part of that sh the, the story as well. And, uh, and then it becomes this like uh, this this attempt to recapture your past the entire time. So what I'm hoping for people to like kind of get from it is like in, in, in an attempt to recapture your past, uh, it can both be sad and also just like silly and and funny and thrilling. And uh, and then by the end, um, hope, hopefully like an, on a very, very simple uh, my, my, my simple goal here is that I have two I have two kids. I uh uh, after I put in the bed at night, I have about a half hour before I fall asleep. <laughs> Sometimes I just want to like, you know, have a bowl of ice cream or a glass of wine and, and watch something entertaining for a half hour. 
And my goal is like have something that can be that. But also there's this other part of myself like that part that would like watch Lost or, or, or read recaps of Mad Men every week to kind of like analyze it where I uh, if, if you want to crack the codes of the show, uh, if you want to lean in and, and read, go on Reddit and go go down a, a little spiral like that, you can do that, too, because this, this is a very intensely, intensely layered show that has answers to everything. If you want to find the answers. I love that. And that's that's exactly what you want. Action, intrigue a storyline, people that you want to follow, think about those specific things and all that. And, you know, kind of recapturing the past, you know, I, again, another show I love on NBC is Young Rock and I'm a former Mm -hmm. professional wrestler. So taking the journey of watching uh, Dwayne go all the way to, you know, where it's gone in the first two seasons. What I love about the fact is that, Oh my God, this reminds me of when I was in Memphis. I was in yep. Memphis when The Rock was there, by the way. I went there, <laughs> wore my knee pads and one TV taping in Memphis. So recapturing your past saying, okay, now I want to recapture that. Maybe I got to get yeah. back in the ring. So your hope is that, you know, in a, in a couple's relationship, all these different things, look at ways that this speaks to you, but also you can escape reality for 30 yes. for the time period. That's that's yeah. the ultimate goal. And you now and you're creating are looking at things in the next generation of where television is going. And that's series binge watching. Mm-hmm. How can you keep you on the edge of their seat so they're gonna ready to go and say, okay, I'm gonna watch another episode? That's yeah. ultimately the goal. Great. Yeah. Any, exactly. other, any other projects you have going on? People can check you out and stuff, follow you and stuff. Is there places? Um yeah i mean I, uh, I i before this i wrote this movie uh called palm springs um and that came out like right in the dead center of, pan- of the pandemic and that was a uh, so i have another thing i'm 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 doing with that was with andy sandberg i have nothing i'm doing with andy sandberg um and then the other thing is like we'll we'll see if uh i mean this season one of, of the resort it's a it is a complete story there's there's not really any loose threads uh it gives a jumping off point perhaps for a, a, a character uh and you know so <laughs> to watch and then peacock will like say hey well let's do a second season so that's uh it's kind of the hope here so and follow you are you on social media instagram What's best uh, follow you? not really i i have i have i have a private inst- instagram that uh and i'm not on twitter uh i've i've decided to kind of like i don't know the world scares me so i've i've i've, I've, I've uh you're just he's just a great creator I, 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 I just post i just post photos of my my kids to my, to my friends on instagram okay. so. but what i'm seeing what i'm seeing is the next step for you is you know continue to great success in what you're doing and i hope great success with the resort and then it's on nbc tonight at what time 8 p.m eastern uh, I, I i believe it's at 9 p.m yeah. right right after america's got talent so yeah uh, so, or, right after so it's a perfect the jump from yeah. America's Got Talent to right to wow, that's gonna be huge yeah. for you. So I appreciate yeah. it, Andy. Uh, thanks again, and hey, man, feel free to come jump on the show any other time. And I uh, appreciate it, and best of luck with all your ventures. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank You're you welcome. so much for having me. You're listening and watching the Neil Haley Show, and we'll be back in just a moment. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the special Strategic Wealth Strategies. I'm with my host of this podcast. Alan Porter. Alan, how are you? And what you were able to provide for us in the first podcast makes people want more because they know they can save money and not just save money, but be able to become more wealthy and keep their money that they've worked so hard to earn. Isn't that true, Alan? And be protected. Yeah, absolutely true. It's protected, uh, protected uh, free from taxes. Uh, long-term care options that are tax-free. There's the list goes on and on. 
But today, uh, Neil, what I want to concentrate on is how to become, show people how to become debt-free for life. Now, I'm sure a lot of people out there have heard of Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman. They do the snowball effect. And I'm not sure, but I've heard you had to pay for Dave Ramsey's uh, program to become debt-free for life. And uh, it works, but he wants to train, change your entire lifestyle. But what I want to do is educate people on the effective tax rate that they're paying because they have no idea what that is. And that's true for 99% of the people I talk to, to include CPAs, attorneys, and, and uh, financial planners. And uh, it's just like you, when I first told you about it, you had no idea what it was. But I'm going to give you an example of what we do. I'm going to give you an example of the, one, of the, one of my clients that completely changed his life. It's one of the most emotional presentations I ever made. Uh, okay. He said it, might, it made dreams for him come true that he never thought possible. But what I want to do is, as I want to start off, I'm going to do a couple of PowerPoint presentations, and then uh, I'll show you my uh, client that I had. And But people need to understand uh, where their money goes and who it's compounding for. It's not compounding for the individuals. And you'll hear right. me in one of my presentations here. You know, Einstein said compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. Those who understand it will benefit from it, and those who don't will pay it. And probably 99% of all Americans out there are paying compound interest to the financial institutions, compounding for the financial institutions and not for yourself. But that's what I want to do. And that's what I want to show you how we do that today. And so, what I, yeah, it was what I was going to say before that, Alan, to give you feedback is that this information, not many financial planners are going to give you for sure. They're never going to give you this. And not many people that do what you do. Well, there's only a handful of us. So I'm, I'm yeah. part of a group called Smart Advisor. Uh, and that's what we that's what we do. We show people how to have a tax free life, how to reduce or eliminate both taxes and debt uh, and give you more income, how to become your own bank. It's a whole different paradigm shift in people's thinking. And I, I know nobody likes to change, but people need to change because if they don't, it's going to end up costing them both financially and and uh, and mentally. Because one of the things about retirement, it's, it's already proven by a study at Harvard that if you have guaranteed income in retirement, you're going to live a less stressful, more carefree life in retirement because you don't have to worry about the market going up and down. And, but I'm going, to, I'm going to cover that in another uh, podcast down the road to just show you the difference of, of what products we use and how we protect people. But if you want me to, I'll just go ahead and get started now. Okay. I'm excited because debt-free for life, I did follow the Dave Ramsey thing. And then uh, somebody didn't like that process because you have to pretty much live like you're a monk. Yeah, I mean. Not enjoy he, life, not enjoy life, not have, he has certain things that are great. But you have to basically never enjoy life to become exactly debt-free. Right. And I, now I, I agree with about 50% of what Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman and, and uh, Money Magazine say, you know, one of the things, buy term and invest the difference. That's the absolute worst advice I've ever heard in my life because 99% of the people are not going to buy, are going to buy the term, but they're not going to invest the difference. Just go out and spend it. And when they do invest the difference, they have no idea what they're, what they're investing. They, know what the, they don't know what the fees, they don't know what the financial product is. And they, they rely on a stockbroker or something like that or a 401k plan. But let me go ahead and get started on this. And uh, let me share my screen with you. Uh, let me get this up. And I'll add this to the screen and share it again. You guys are listening to Strategic Wealth Strategies podcast and also on the nationally syndicated Neil Haley show. And this information is so valuable because if you don't know what's going on with your money 
and you have a financial planner today and do not know what's going on with your money and you're spending all this money and then you have to hope that when you retire that you're your wealth is at the right place because you never know when another COVID hits. You never know when another stock market crash hits or, or another recession. You don't have to worry about this following your plan, Alan. Well, you're, you're absolutely right. Now, this particular graph is put out by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Anybody can get this graph. But I deal with two types of people. I, uh, people that have money and the people that want money. And the people that have money, the number one thing they want me to do is to avoid any types of losses because they've worked hard for work. They've gotten an inheritance. There's many ways that they can get this money. But one thing I found out about the people uh, that want money, they want to know the strategies, the financial strategies that these people have used to, to accumulate their wealth. And this is one of the ways they do, they do it. Now understand 40% of all the money that we make before and after retirement is going to pay some form of tax. And I've had a lot of people, Neil, tell me that, well, listen, I'm not in a 40% tax bracket. I said, do you realize there's over 52 different types of taxes we pay? Not only do we have federal tax, we've got state tax, uh, income tax, we've got sales tax, we've got uh, property taxes. Yeah, there's taxes on a pack of gum, there, but there's 52 different, and there's going to be more. You can believe me. So basically, the big problem with that is that money is lost forever. That money will never, never compound for you. Yeah, definitely. You can do about it. Now, 25% of our, of our money is going to go to livestock. But the other 25% is going to go to debt. Now, that lifestyle will include your house, your car, clothes you wear. But we all, as Americans, we all like to get nicer things. And we've got, oh, I think, over $9 trillion in debt. And they just approved uh, another six billion or so in, in credit cards over the last, uh, I think it was nine months. So Mer Americans are in debt tremendously. But the thing is, what we want to do is show people how to get out of debt much, much faster. But that 25% debt, the other problem with that, that money is lost forever because that money is right. going to some financial institution and it's compounding for them and not for you. And I'm going to show the very the importance of that. But what that does, that only leaves this 10% of savings, which you can, if you're fortunate enough to put into a 401k or a um, stock portfolio or something like that. But uh, what we do is, you know, or they, well, the other, here's the other thing I want to bring out. You can go outside your door and 100 miles all the way around and probably find 100 different investors that, okay, we'll take this 10%. And what we want to do with it, we'll give you a greater return, greater rate of return, or we're going to time the market for you to build your wealth. Well, that's not the way you do it. But no. what we want to do, we want to reduce or eliminate both taxes and debt. And when we do that, that's a, that's a much larger piece of the pie that we can use. And we're not asking you to just, uh, okay, if we save you taxes or debt, we're not asking you to do something, but it's going to give you more options, okay? But, but understand this, we're paid to eliminate problems and not create new ones. And people, especially in retirement, it's not how much income I will have in retirement. It's not how much money you have before taxes in retirement. It's how much money you have after taxes. And the other biggest thing in retirement is my income guarantee. Now, stock portfolio is not going to give you guaranteed income. No, it's not. Oh, only fixed and fixed index news insurance products are going to give you guaranteed income that you could that they're guaranteed for the rest of your life. 
Now your accumulation value may run out. Exactly. And so Alan, the other types of things that are people invest in stock, like certain bonds that are guaranteed, like savings bonds, things like that, the government has created, they're very minimal and they really don't return a huge amount of investment. Just kind of let people understand the risk of the stock market and doing all these things versus what you're trying to show. This is going to be a guaranteed return that it's also going to save you money in your taxes and help you live the right lifestyle you want to live before retirement. These things, so you're not paying as much to the federal government, Uncle Sam, you're paying yourself for things and then have things at the end when you retire. Yeah. And it's, it's and you're not going to hit that huge thing when the money finally goes, meaning, okay, I retired. Now my I'm going to cash out my retirement. Oh no, I'm going to pay a ton to Uncle Sam then. And you're helping in this process to kind of summarize what you're talking about so far and continue. Well, just like with the fixed or fixed index annuities. Now there's variable annuities also, but I don't promote those because they have very high fees and they're tied to the market. Right, exactly. But with fixed and fixed index annuities, as a perfect example, you can have a million dollars in a stock portfolio at age 65 and a 4% uh, distribution rate. That used to be the a safe distribution rate. Now you got a 50-50 chance of that money lasting until 90. And I asked people, I said, would you get on an aircraft that's taking off and going to Miami and you have a 50% chance of getting or making it? I said, I don't think so. But in a million dollar portfolio at a 4% distribution rate at 65, that's $40,000 a year, correct? Correct. You'd only have to have approximately $650,000 in certain fixed or fixed index annuities to give you that same $40,000 a year guaranteed for the rest of your life and possibly guaranteed for the rest of your, your spouse's life or your kids or your grandkids. It all depends on how you set it up. Of course, the distribution is going to be a little bit less, but there's more people that are going to be involved with guaranteed income. And the thing about people ask me, well, what's the interest rate on return? <laughs> what's the rate, rate of return on the annuity? I said, well, it depends on how long you live. The longer you live, the greater the, the rate of return. I said, as you get older, the distribution rate from annuities gets larger. I mean, it can go up to 14%, like when I guess when you're 80 years old or something like that, you try to take 14% out of a stock portfolio and see how far, see how soon that that uh, goes to zero. Really? That's just things that people don't understand or don't know, and that they need to be educated. And that's my biggest thing is I want to educate people on the financial strategies and the the ways that people, the tax, tax laws, the tax laws change all the time. And that's part of my team. I have a team of people that work on these tax laws and we take advantage of these tax laws. And we show how to people to do it because the wealthy are doing it. The people know the tax laws are doing it. So why can't we do it? And we want to become the wealth. That's yeah, the bottom line. Exactly right. We don't want to, we don't want to go and be like, you know, most of the employee people that are employed, just living paycheck to paycheck and not yeah. and, and having tremendous amount of debt and worrying about what if I lose my job? What if I do this? Or what if I get ill for God's sake? And yeah. that's the other thing about these life programs, these whole life programs that are different than what other people is that you're not going to end up where if you do get ill, you're not going to lose your house. If you do get ill, you're not going to have the money for certain things like God forbid, a nursing home or something like that. You're going to have the money to do these things. Yeah. You're going to be able to have a nurse come into your home. All these things, instead of giving money to Uncle Sam in, at the end and not even be able to use that money, which we talked about in episode one. 
Well, I mean, it's just like, I don't, you, you remember when uh, my daughter-in-law uh, contracted uh, pancreatic cancer at age 39. If it had not been for the terminal illness rider that she could access up to 90% of that cash value, which was in the hundreds of thousands of dollars, my son would be bankrupt and it took a huge financial strain off of me because my son dis was disabled. He didn't get his disability for three and a half years. And that's only after we hired an attorney. But people, and I, at that time, that's what got me into this business. That's why I'm so passionate about it. Because people do not understand or are not educated on the value proposition that we, we present to our clients through insurance products. Okay, let me stop my share there. And let me bring one more up here. Okay, great. Well, so far, the information as, as uh, Alan's doing this, you're listening to Strategic Wealth Strategies podcast here on the Neil Haley Show and also... Uh, as a podcast, any questions and comments, you go to Alan Porter and his information is right on the right hand of the screen. As I see a word that man, oh man, debt free for life. How would I love to be debt free for life and have money coming in and not having to pay so much in taxes? I'm ready to I'm a student as well as you are. So let's continue. Well, this is what uh, I want to show you, how the debt-free for life works. A lot of people know how the snowball program works because basically that's the way Dave Ramsey says. But as you said before, uh, you give up your, your lifestyle. And the biggest thing, they'll pay it off sooner, but you'll have nothing to show for it afterwards except being debt-free, which is absolutely great. But here's the other thing, too. What I want to show people is how to become debt-free for life. Do not change your lifestyle. And then set yourself up to become your own personal banker where you never have to borrow from the financial institutions. Again, you're borrowing from yourself, compounding interest for yourself instead of the financial institutions. Think about buying a car, taking that money out from a cash value life insurance policy, right. paying yourself back instead of financial institutions. Now, that's another presentation I'll do, but it's, it's pretty powerful. But debt-free for life, how does it work? Understanding the debt snowball, the debt elimination strategy, the traditional uh, debt snowball in action. Let's say that you have three debts. You have a credit card with an $1,847 balance. You have a student loan with a $23,318 balance and an auto loan for $27,905. Well, your credit card minimum payment is $71 a month. Your student loan is $643 and your car payment is $413. So the regular snowball, what you do that's a total payment of $1,127. So what you do, you'll pay this credit card off, take the money that you were paying on that credit card, then pay this one off and take those two combined and pay that off. So basically the yep. strategy here is to take your excess cash monthly budget and pay off towards your lowest balance of that account first and continue this process until that account is completely paid off. And like I said, what you're doing, you're going to pay that off and then you're going to go down and pay that one off. And when that's done, you're going to go down and pay that, that one off. And this is what it looks like. Your credit card payment. Oh, that's just a snowball effect. Okay. Let's say that you have $500 extra of extra cash that, that you, right. you're paying towards your bills or anything. And let's say now you've got excess cash monthly budget of $500. All right. So now you're paying $571 to that credit card. Once that credit card is paid off, now you're going to pay into your student loan. So you've got the student loan uh, plus the $71. That's $1,214 to pay off this debt. And then when you get, that gets done, now what you've got is the student loan, the, right. uh, the uh, credit card, and the automobile payment. That's $1,627. And now you've got the, your, uh, your debt free. Everything's paid off. 
And you're 100% debt free and congratulations for doing it. But as I said before, compound interest by, by Einstein is the H1 of the world. He who understands it earns it and he who doesn't will pay it. And the problem, uh, Neil, 99% of Americans are paying it. Paying it to the financial institution, right. not to themselves. And guess if, <laughs> if you're in debt, guess what you, which one applies to you? I'm the one paying it. But this is what I do. This is what the smart advisors do. There's a very few of us in this country that know how to do this. And what we do is we set up an SDIC account. And what that stands for is a specially designed insurance contract. This is a whole life insurance contract. And I'm, that's what this debt-free account life or debt-free for life account is, is an SDIC. So what we do, you continue to make your minimum monthly payments and all your bills. But that excess monthly payment goes into your cash value life insurance, which now you have a death benefit that you can use for long-term care or a legacy for your family or, or favorite charity. But as that account builds up, when it reaches the credit card debt limit of, of what your, the balance on your credit card, you're going to get a text and it's going to say, take a loan from your insurance uh, policy and pay that debt off. But instead of that debt here going to pay off the student loan compounding for the financial institutions and not for yourself, now you're paying yourself back, okay? It's compounding for you paying that loan back. And as, that, as, that, as this SDIC starts to build value, it's going to get to a point where there's 22300 excess uh, cash value tax-free into that policy. You're going to get a text, take a loan from your policy, pay that student loan off. But now that's $643 and that $71 are now being paid back into your SDIC. Okay. And then when it gets to the balance of 29 or 27,905 to pay this off, you're going to get another text on your phone, take a loan from your cash value policy and pay that debt off. And then a little over two years after that, if you keep paying, because you don't have to pay the policy loans back if you don't want to. Okay. They're just right. to off the death benefit. But when you're complete, you're debt-free for life with money in your cash account. Now, this is very important. If you do nothing, okay, just making the minimum payments, June 2027. If you do the debt snowball, with when you have the extra $500, uh, like with Dave Ramsey and such, you'll have paid off uh, about three and a half years earlier, but there's yeah. no cash value here. And you've changed your lifestyle. Okay? With us, You've got the $500 extra that's going to a specially designed insurance contract. Okay. But look at this. That's $17,618 in a tax-free account. Wow. That you become your own banker. Now, this is just a small debt scenario. What I'm going to show you is, is a different debt scenario on a gentleman. He's a retired military. He was 42 when he retired. And uh, I showed him one of my tax-free plans for an index universal life insurance policy. Okay. And he wanted to do it, but then COVID hit. He says, Alan, I just retired. I've got a new job, but I want to fund one of these tax-free retirement policies that you were telling me about, but I just, I can't do it right now because I'm not sure what COVID's going to, how COVID is going to affect my life. So basically what I did, and I'll get that to, a, to you in a minute, because I've got to bring up another screen here. So I'm going to stop share on this one. And I'll bring This is tremendous up. information so far that we're learning again on strategic wealth strategies with our host, Alan Porter, and also on the Neil Haley Show. What we're learning is specifically enough that you're going to have more money in the bank that you can use for loans, for different things in a cash value and protect you 
if you do get hurt or something and then that money comes to you. It's very, very important what you're creating instead of paying into it, paying it off, but having nothing after it's paid off versus what you've shown so far. But this is going to be very interesting what you're going to show us next. Well, that one I want to show you, and, and I'm telling you, Neil, 99% of people have no idea what the effective interest rate is they're paying on their bills. So I told the guy, I said, listen, I, I want to do that tax-free retirement plan for you, but what kind of debt do you have? He says, well, we bought a new house. We got a couple of car payments. We got about, I don't know, seven, seven different bills. I said, what's the interest rate on your mortgage? He said, it's 2.75. I said, what's the effective interest rate? Well, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, I'll tell you what, do this favor for me. I'm going to send you a form. I want you to fill it out. I want you to list the minimum payment, the interest rate, and the balance that you're making on these uh, payments, I mean, on these bills. He said, right. okay. So I said, we're going to do a Zoom conference the following week. And when, he, when I showed him this, I mean, it about Florida, but it's one of the most emotional presentations I've ever made. But he's paying 2.75% interest rate. I said, you've got a lot of debt here, $461,000, an average interest rate of 4.76 with all your bills. But this is not your problem. This is your problem right here. Your interest rate, effective interest rate on your mortgage is 49.7%. Wow. And your effective interest rate is 46.23%. So I asked him, I said, where are you investing in any 401k or financial vehicle that's going to give you a 46 return, uh, 46% return on your investment? That's illegal. He said, well, there's absolutely nowhere that I know of. Right. Not, not anywhere that I know of either. So I said, did you have a plan uh, to get, get, your, get all your debt paid off. It's the way yeah, we're kind of doing a snowball type thing. We're adding extra money to our mortgage and stuff. And in 22 years, we're going to have everything paid off. Exactly. Guess what? Let me show you this. We're going to have it paid off 14.17 years faster. Okay. Give you $73,000 in interest. Wow. From a regular snowball plan. Or his his type, his uh, scenario of a snowball plan, Dave Ramsey or Sue Zorba, yeah, just something like that. Yeah, uh, but here's the thing: you can see right down here because this is a report that I sent out to my clients, and this is shows up when they're paying off. And here's the thing too: let's say you want to buy a new car, and you go out and finance a new car, you can still add bills to this, and it'll still keep paying them off. You just have to let me know, and I, I can put it in the software. But here's the big thing: look at this. Wow. In the 13th year, he's got $130,744 in a cash-free, ta tax-free cash account that he can become his own banker. Okay. Okay. He can send his kids to college. Now, he's only 52. Okay. Got, I think his death benefit was like $400,000. I can't remember right off the top of my head. But he can use that for a legacy for his family or uh, a charitable contribution or whatever he wants to do with it. And long-term care tax-free long-term care uh, options there. He becomes his own bank. There's many, many things that you can do with the tax-free money in the cash value life insurance policy. And people do not know this because of lack of education, Neil. And this stuff, as far as I'm concerned, right. taught in high school. But I know many uh, PhDs in, uh, in finance that have no idea what I'm talking about. Okay, great. But I mean, it's, 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 amazing what people don't know and what they need to know because this is available to people out there it's just 
I want to get the word out to so many people. And when I found you, I said, my God, this is a godsend to me because you've got a million, what, $5 million, a $5 million yeah. audience. Now, I, you know, I advertise on LinkedIn and Facebook and all that. But, you know, when you hear somebody talk about it, and I think you can see the passion that I have for what I'm doing. You truly have passion for it. And I wanted to add that to the point is, wow. And what you're talking about is not taught. And then when people figure this out, and that's the process that we're putting together, more and more information is going to come out. And that's a great point you made, Alan. And not just the audience of my audience that listens to me and watches me every week. We're talking not just them, but we're talking your podcast. It's going to get to people that never knew about this because no one's doing what you're doing in your industry. So to hire Alan today, is we finished with the presentation for today's podcast, because I have so many more questions, but I want to save it for our next podcast, because you're just, if you are going through this and you're like an episode two and there's 20 episodes out, because we're going to be doing this for a while, you need to go and listen to each one of these episodes. But once you're saying, hey, I need to talk to Alan, you're available right now, right? By just either emailing people, you can email him at strategic wealth the number zero, zero at gmail.com or call 910-551-1046 and you can have a scheduled call with Alan today, right? Exactly right. And Neil, I, I want to bring up one other thing. I've got, I, I've told you before, I operate my business like a doctor. I ask question after question. I expect these questions answered because I need to know what's in your heart, mind, what's, what you want to happen with the future. Because if I did some feasibility study or some financial plan with all those questions answered, it'd be malpractice. And I've got a team of people that I work with. I, I coordinate with top CPAs, tax-specific attorneys, and other specialists in their field. And we collaborate and come up with a plan uh, or a strategy that's going to solve people's problems. That's the biggest thing. You know, see, my practice is process-driven. It's not product-driven. Right. And just this is just one thing. We got, I got tax-free, uh, how to retire tax-free, get tax-free income for life, how to save hundreds of thousands, not millions of dollars on other tax entities out there. Uh, I've got their giants in their field, the Bob Larson, uh, Raul Garuda, uh, uh, which is, uh, many, many people that I'm going to interview. That they're part of my team because not everybody know, can know everything. And I, I deal this with affluent clients. They said, well, Alan, I've got my CPA and my financial advisor, my attorney. They give me all my tax and financial advice. And I said, well, listen, I'm not here to replace your advisor, but what I want to tell you something you may have the greatest advisors in the world, but it's what they don't know that's going to end up costing you hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, in undue fees, taxes, and lost opportunity costs. And it's all about America. Make more money. You shouldn't be disappointed when you're not you're paying more in taxes. You should figure out where that money should go so you save as much as possible. And yeah. not yeah. yeah. And I just I read a, a congressional budget office report uh, two weeks ago. They're saying the wealthiest uh, income uh, people in the wealthiest uh, bracket, tax is going to go 65%. And the people in the lowest tax bracket, 10% right now is going to go two and a half times to 25%. Now that's from the Congressional Budget Office. Now this is something that a lot of people don't understand. The January 1st, 2026, the people in the 12% tax bracket are automatically going into the 25% tax bracket. Wow. And everybody else's tax brackets are going up. It's not that much because that's over 100%. But very few people know that. And think about that. That's that's a lot of money when you're in that 12% minimum tax bracket. But uh, there's so many things out there, Neil, that, that I want to tell people about and educate them about and give them a better financial future and a, and a much better future for their family. 
you're breaking it down. You're somebody I wish I met 10, 20 years ago. I'm glad I have you now because our mission is going to get out there because truly the media giant get understands someone's mission and then takes care of it and make sure that mission is taken care of because that's what I try to do. It's about giving back and providing great services, which you do, and partnering with organizations like yours that do this. So the best place now is go to Alan Porter really quickly by emailing strategicwealth0 at gmail.com or 910-551-1046 or Google search Strategic Wealth Strategies podcast and go ahead and get the information you need so that you can have money for your family and create a legacy versus giving it all to people that it's really unfair for the war, how much you work for your money. He's going to work for your money far more than what we're dealing with today. And again, you can check out his certifications, all those different things. I appreciate it, Alan, for you stopping by again today with such great information. Well, I appreciate you having me. I really enjoy this. All right. That was the strategic wealth strategies podcast. And also the Neil Haley Show, guys. Take care. We're back to the Neil Haley Show here on the Total Celebrity segment. I'm excited to welcome the program. My co-host, author of Love Is, Kim Sorrell. Kim, what's going on? How are you? And I know you're excited about our guest. I am really excited about our guest. I'm doing great. Thanks, Neil. Justin Johnson Cortez. Oh, my word. You have done, I don't know how many movies now. You probably know the number. But quite no, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a great role in the much anticipated um, prequel to Walker, Walker Independence. Yes. And uh, that has to be a pretty cool role to play. How did that happen for you? Yeah, well, first of all, it is a very cool role to play, and it's a great role to play in, in uh, the cast and the, the crew and production. Everyone's incredible. But, um, yeah, it, it came my way, like most things do, you know, through an audition. And, um, and uh, I, got the, I got the sides for it. And to be honest, and this would probably come up naturally but, or in another way, but I was a little hesitant at first because it's a, it's a period piece and being Native American – I just didn't want that to be the same old story, you know, the same old Indian and that they they've shown in the past with Westerns. And I grew up watching lots of Westerns and I tell people this all the time. I I wanted to be the cowboy because I had all the fun and, and, you know, it was, it was always kind of about them. And so I was a little hesitant. I want to make sure that maybe we're going to do something different here and that this character wasn't just going to just kind of be expendable in a way. And um, yeah, but after meeting the uh, producers and director, they just, they really eased my mind about that. And I was on board. 100%. 100%. So let's talk about this, Justin. You know, think about Yellowstone. Do you think Yellowstone's depicting Native Americans in the right way? You know, I think Taylor Sheridan is doing a really good job. He, he's always been great about putting Natives in his, in his stories. And it, it's not necessarily that he's not depicting them in the right way. And, and I would love to work with him in the future. Um, but I think with me in the past watching those others, uh, you know, growing up watching Westerns, it's like, yeah the the indians were kind of just just on the side of it and and what i love about taylor is he's kind of putting them in the mix you know he's getting them out there and 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 these characters have have arcs and they're interesting and and they play vital roles in the story and so that's kind of what i wanted to do i wanted to play a vital role in the story so i think i think he's doing a great job and people love his shows and you know he can't do any wrong over there um i have a friend who's on on his show so i think it's they're about to be on one of his shows so i don't even know if i'm allowed to say that yet actually um (laughs) But uh, he's, um, 
he's doing great stuff and and you know any any opportunity for diversity to be on the screen and right. to kind of show different culture is always great man so i'm pumped for it and i think it's it's great that people are kind of coming back towards westerns and i, and I feel like taylor is kind of he's giving a certain demographic, a certain generation, these shows. And I'm excited about our show. Cause I feel like we might be able to reach a younger audience a bit, you know, like younger adult CW, audience. CW, Gibson yeah, with the CW. And, and we have great fans of the CW. CW is amazing. And, and, and not to say it's only young people because we got people right. all across the board, but I am excited to see maybe the younger generation getting a glimpse into the Westerns with us, yeah. you know, um, Think about another depicting does well. And I'll, I'll pass it back on to Kim. Is Outer Range? I don't know if you got the chance to see Outer Range. It's really well done. I don't know if there's gonna be a second season or not uh, that was on Amazon. Oh, I hope so. I really, I really liked it. It was a good show, and it was it kept me going. And I didn't see the Rotten Tomatoes the level I thought it should have been. But you never know. The fans always have the next set. All right, Kim. Yeah. Great so, show. Great show. Yeah. So here you get to really tap into your heritage, but you've played other roles where that hasn't been the case. So mm-hmm. what's the difference for you? Like, how does that feel? Oh, you know, I, you know, I love playing. Uh, any opportunity to act is, is great. You know, anytime you get to do what you, what your dream is, it's incredible. So, um, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's wonderful to be able to play in a culture that is, um, you know, that means something to you. I think that's, a great opportunity and actually for this i play apache which i'm not apache i'm yaki uh, um, but i get to learn apache for the show so I'm, I'm kind of getting a glimpse into a culture that isn't my own and uh, i feel very fortunate that they welcomed me into their into their world a bit and they gave me that permission to portray this character um i have great people that are doing translations and and uh that family is incredible and i, I wouldn't we wouldn't be able to do the show without them and so the fact that they've kind of given me that blessing to speak their language and, and to portray their heritage is really, really means a lot to me. So I have a big respect and I feel like a big responsibility to be able to do that. Um, and I want to do it well. And, you know, ultimately I love, I would love to just be able to play any role without having to be, you know, fill any box, check any mark, you know, as a diversity cast, you know, I, I want to be able to play any role that you see and maybe not, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. No one has to justify why, why I'm that character, I guess, if, if that makes sense, you know? Um, yeah. But I, I do, I, I, there's, there's, a, there's a big responsibility that I feel personally for playing Native characters. And I wanna make sure that, you know, I'm gonna do as best I can to do it right. And the producers and, and the team behind Walker Independence, they're really doing their best to make sure we're doing it right as well. So. Yeah, and it's interesting when you talk about that, the, that process, the responsibility now you talk about it a little bit, but how, what other actors have you, do you look up to that have, have playing the, the Native Americans that you look up to as an actor? Yeah, well, you know, and like I said, the ones that I grew up with, they, I feel like, you know, the, there's always been great actors in the past that, that have done it, but I feel like just coming today, so there's a great show called the uh, Rutherford Falls and uh, uh, Michael Gray eyes is on that show. He's a, he's a great actor. And I feel like um, that show in particular, it's a, it's a, it's a native story, you know, and, and it stars, um, Oh, I forget his name. He's a comedian. He's a funny guy. He's a great actor. Uh, he's not native, but it stars him, but it's, it's just such a, uh, the, the culture. If you watch it, you know, there's so much native culture in there. 
And I really admire that about that show. And, you know, like I said, Michael Gray is a great actor and I love watching his work, uh, whether it's on that or, or, or anything else he's done. I forget the, the name of it. Derek C. in France did a, a miniseries with uh, Mark Ruffalo and, and Michael was in that show. And he just does great work all around, you know? So to be able to just see working actors that are native, I just, I'm always just pumped and excited for it. You know, um, even when they're my competition, even when I know that like, you know, Martin Sensmeyer is going out there and, and he's getting all these great roles, but it's, it's awesome. It's just a victory for everyone, you know? Exactly. Yeah, that's gotta be a good feeling for sure. But you've got this look, this face that you could be anybody and play any role you do such a great job but i'm uh curious like um because you're native american and there's been so much bad that the country has done so many things that are not going well uh so many things that could change how do you see it like what what would you like to see changed uh that's a that's a, that's a heavy question it's a big question you know um yeah, there's a lot of history. There's a lot of history. And, you know, all we can do is move forward and try our best, you know, and I like, I like to see what people are doing. And I like, I like that. It seems like a lot, a lot more people are taking responsibility for maybe the past and, and willing to see change. And, and that movement started with the Native community and it's moving forward. And, and, you know, it's just like giving, giving ourselves a voice and, and allowing us to be heard. And, and social media did a good job of, you know, I'm not a huge social media fan. I, I'm, I'm just bad at it, but it, I've seen some of the great things you could do when it comes to getting positive messages out there. Um, so it's just like, you know, uh, it starts here with the stories being told, you know, allowing people to tell their stories that, that maybe weren't told before. So these younger kids could, could understand that they have a place and, and that, and they have a voice and, and they're seen. And it gives them confidence going forward. And then they can start to change there. You know, it starts in the community and it really, it really goes out. But we need to give people the, the confidence and the courage and kind of like and make them know that they're seen. Um, a big movement right now, I don't know if you've heard of MMIW. It's uh, about missing and murdered Indigenous women and Indigenous people all around. Um, but that's a, it's, it's like an epidemic, you know. Uh, these women are 10 times more likely to be violently assaulted than than non-native women are um i actually just finished shooting a film that revolves around that issue so that's that's something a movement that is really yeah it's called gifts of fear so that will be out hopefully next year and um and yeah it's just you know movements like that are, are trying to make people more aware of what's going on and maybe things that people didn't know was happening and just get allies you know and I, and I think that that that's the thing you saying you're you say you're not very good on social media or however you termed it. The bottom line is that you're taking that responsibility to speak out during the interviews and all that stuff. And that you probably are. You just you don't have the time. The, the shoots, all those different things. When you have some downtime, you just grab it, jump on certain things and, and provide that. And uh, I'm very impressed by how you're representing your Native Americans and they have to be very proud and there should be more actors in that this industry it's missing truly and yeah. I think that you're going to help step that up through these opportunities through again the role so I'm going to pass it back to Kimo talk about the about the show and I'm ultimately a fan of the first one Walker Texas Ranger so I have no idea the nuances between all those so I'll have a question probably mm -hmm. Good, Kim. all right <laughs> Yeah, so the show is uh, 
coming when? When when is it released? Uh, October sixth. Yeah, so it'll be out October sixth, and uh, I hope I got that right. I think that's right. <laughs> uh, you know, dates get jumbled in your mind, but it'll be out this fall. So this fall, you can check it out, Walker Independence on the CW, and we'll be airing right after the series premiere, third uh, season three premiere of uh, Walker. So it'll be our series premiere, their season three premiere, and, and yeah, so you can check out both. And I know you're a fan of the, the previous one, you said, and that's a great yeah. show. Great people behind that show, great cast. Um, yeah, and Walker, you know, Walker Independence, we're, we're, we're just excited to be a part of the family, you know, and, and tell this story, this origin story of the Walkers. And, you know, we have a great set of, uh, you know, we have a great cast. We have a great set of characters to show people. And it's going to be a lot of fun, man. Like this morning, we're out there riding horses. We're, we're training. So we start shooting oh, wow. uh, very soon here. So we're out, we're out riding horses. It's just, you know, doing a period piece could be a lot of fun. And we're, uh, we're definitely enjoying it. So take me back now. Okay, so let's go to the history you, I'm sure you had to learn about the Walker on the CW as well once you got the role, unless you already were watching. Go to Walker, Texas Ranger. They had a remake of Walker, Texas Ranger with Walker three years ago. And this, it's the third season for that. Explain that and what's the difference between Walker and Walker Independence? Because we have so many things to binge now and watch. Yeah. So explain, yeah. Well, the beauty of it being a prequel is um, we're connected to them, but we, we're, we're kind of free to kind of go where we go you know and, and i wish i could actually have more answers for you because i don't know yet i don't know it all <laughs> i i know that uh if you watch the trailer you could see this very very beautiful very strong woman and she says i'm abby walker and that's kind of the the, the taste that people are going to get for now and as we dig in then we'll figure out all right how does she connect to the walker family but ultimately this is you know this is the matriarch this is the the beginning of of the Walker legacy. So that, okay, that's so, kind of the so connection. And Walker, just to try to get the answer to that question, Walker, Texas Ranger is exactly the same Walker, just in a different, different actors, a, a remake of Walker, Texas Rangers Walker. Is that correct? Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Going, so, and and now then now we're going, we're going in the way back. back. And that's yeah. gotta be cool. I mean, and, and that, and bringing oh, back Westerns, there's, they were really smart, the CW. And I'm, Kim, I'm gonna explain that to you as well, is that Westerns has such a huge following. Westerns, there is such a cult for Westerns that are lacking. And now, as you said, bringing the diversity and bringing it in the right way compared to Westerns back in the 50s and 40s and, and 60s to where we are today, that's fantastic for where it's going. But ultimately, there are Western fans everywhere. And they got to be excited about this. And now bringing a younger generation to Westerns. I was bringing up something in an interview I was doing with another celebrity that's big into metal. And I said, you know, thanks to Stranger Things, now heavy metal's coming back. So you, you yep. find these different trends of young people finding different things. And am I right? Is it, was one of the characters in this new season of Stranger Things is a Native American, right? Am I correct? Uh, yeah. I believe so. I forget, I forget his name. I think he's the pizza, the guy who the drives pizza the pizza guy, truck. The pizza guy, yeah. whoever guy. Man, I'm just a huge stranger. Of I gotta yeah. find enough time <laughs> to binge everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, the, where's the time, man? Well, you better make time for Walker Dependence. You gotta check yeah, it out. Yeah, I am going to make time for that, for sure. <laughs> and we're gonna get the last thing. But go ahead, back to you, Kim. If any <laughs> questions you have for Justin. Yeah, yeah. I think it's very exciting. And um, 
I know so many people that are so into Westerns and watch the old ones. So to see the new ones will be so much better, just so much better. So, uh, yeah. So we're, hopefully you're going to do season after season of this, right? Yeah, hopefully. hopefully. So how many years before does it, does it take place? So this takes place back in like the 1870s. So we're going over a hundred years back. You know, we're, we're going, we're going way back. And, you know, kind of to talk about what you said, how, you know, you get this younger generation. It's because, you know, the people making the show, they grew up watching Westerns. It's, it's a part of them. And, and, you know, you want to make what you love. And so it's really great because that's what happens. You, you fall in love with something, you make it, and you pass it down. You pass it down to your next generation. And the people, you know, the cowboy, the, the Western culture, it's huge. And so it's great to have people that are excited to see this show. And, and I'm excited for them to see what, see what Callian brings, you know? So I play Callian, he's Apache and he's a Apache scout on the show. And um, he's kind of outside of independence and he's curious about it. He has a connection into town through the deputy Augustus, um, but he's hesitant, you know, because he's kind of torn between two worlds. And so I'm excited for people to see Callian and meet him and uh, see where this character goes. And, and especially for a lot of fun, like I said, we're going to have a lot of fun, man. It's, there's going to be some action. There's going to be drama. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be a little bit for everybody. I, I, I feel like, you know, you could, you could have, uh, grandpa watching the show but you could also have you know your teenage daughter watching the show it's gonna be for everybody for sure so again best place we can connect with you social media and stuff where can we go best place instagram it's the only one i got unfortunately i'm, I'm not on twitter or anything else but instagram it's justin j underscore cortez i believe you just type in justin johnson cortez it should pop up um yeah i try i try to stay on it try to let people know what's going on and, and post some pictures and, and stuff when we're, when we're having some fun, but I'm going to try to keep up with it. But I got some great cast members who are, you know, follow, follow Walker independent um, on the CW and they're going to be putting stuff out there, but great cast members here and, and such a great family we got here and they'll be all be posting fun stuff. So I'll be popping up on all theirs as well. You'll be jumping on it more. Trust me. It'll probably it'll happen for sure. And all that stuff. And yeah. Hey, you're a busy actor and that's the good thing is to stay busy. And Kim, where can we connect with you? Best place. Yeah. Kim Sorrell. I'm literally the only Kim Sorrell in the world spelled my way. S O R R E L L E, but Kim Sorrell.com. Uh, my latest book love is, is available everywhere. Amazon and everywhere else. Justin, I'd love to send you a copy. And Absolutely. Please do. Yeah, well, great, great. Well, I'll get your address and send it over to you. All right, fantastic. And last thing, neilhaler.com. Check out the media giant. Uh, you know, again, I'm six foot 10 and I'm the giant of media. So check me out. And I appreciate everyone. And it was great to connect with you, Justin. One other thing is my celebrity podcast is number 12, according to Feedspot. So always good to get you out there in different places. And it was a great to talk with you, Justin, and appreciate it. Oh, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. All right. You're listening and watching The Neil Hayes Show. We'll be back in just a moment.